Welcome back to Mornings with Simi. I'm Jazz Johal. Thank you for listening. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Uh, before we get to our next segment, uh, I just wanted to remind you about our question of the day. Do you think people will follow the public health measures that were introduced last week? Never mind the tougher rules that we are expecting to be uh, announced today, but in regards to indoor public gatherings, which are limited to household members uh, plus 10 guests or one additional household, as long as everyone is vaccinated. Um, our uh, technical Producer Greg Schott brought up the issue today. We were talking prior to the program about um, pandemic fatigue and whether or not people who have organized Christmas dinners wanted to see family members, cousins, relatives, grandparents, grandchildren will say, you know what, I've had enough. We're into a year, uh, month 24 on this issue and uh, we're going to get together. I don't care what the provincial government says. So I'm very curious if you had to change your uh, Christmas plan. Do you believe uh, your friends, neighbors uh, will be following those rules or do you expect people to say, you know what, I haven't had enough. Uh, we're going to go ahead with our party that we planned bef- before Dr. Henry and Adrian Dix um, announced that uh, the, the 10, uh, 10 guest limit. Give us a call on the buzz line, 604-331-2899, 604-331-BUZZ, or you can email me at jazz at cknw.com, J-A-S at cknw.com. Well, speaking of new public health uh, measures and a man who will be watching the press conference very closely is Vaughn Palmer. He joins us now from his view from Victoria. Hi, Vaughn. Good morning, Jazz, and uh, let me answer your question. Yes, I'm fatigued, tired, and fed up, and I've canceled pretty much everything this year. It looks like it's going to be another Christmas on Zoom for me uh, this year and my family. Uh, We just think, uh, you know, the risk and the speed at which Omicron is spreading and our concern that not everybody is as alarmed about it as we are, uh, we're going to play it. Very safe, second year in a row. Yeah, we uh, we cancelled a, a, a family dinner uh, last night uh, as well. Just yeah. for same reasons. It's just it's not worth the risk, and it's it's also the right thing to do. We, there's a broader societal obligation, certainly uh, on the Joe Hall side, of the, the family, and in my wife. We both had this conversation. We, we we've got a role to play, and we've got to do it. But I I, I just sense yeah. it from people calling my show, and I hear it on NW all day that there are there are folks that are just fed up, and I think yeah. that's part of the issue that uh, public health officials uh, like Dr. Bonnie Henry and Adrian Dix and elected officials as well, as we continue to move forward into this uh, month 25, 26, 27, other variants, uh, it's hard to move society collectively together for the greater good. I'm not saying the majority of us won't do that. I'm just saying it's going to get tougher and tougher. And we're seeing this now with Omicron. And to a certain degree, you saw that with Delta as well. That's all true, Jazz, but I read a lot of history, and, you know, I've reminded in the last couple of days that uh, my grandparents and great-grandparents lived through the Great Depression, which lasted 10 years, Mm -hmm. and the Second World War, which lasted six, I'm guessing they probably got pretty sick and tired of it day after day, but I also know they sucked it up, Mm -hmm. and I... I, uh, Look, as I said, I share the frustration and anger. Um, you know, you're, <laughs> the clock's running on me uh, as much as it is on a lot of younger people, and I'm missing stuff, and I'm not going to get those years back, but I really think that the play-it-safer message is really important right now, and in fact, 
you know, where I know we're going to talk about the restrictions coming today. One of the questions I have is if the government had reacted more quickly and with a greater sense of alarm a couple of weeks ago, whether or not they might have had more progress in bending the curve already. Well, let's 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 touch on uh, the former before we get to what you just said here, yeah. and which is, uh, do you have any sense what those new tougher public health gatherings may look like moving forward? Well, the news is reporting this morning that Mike Farmer is going to be there, and that tells me you're not just going to get uh, guidelines this time. You're going to get restrictions, and you may get enforcement and penalties as well. I think that's that's his role in the government. He is he does tend to be the bad cop. Doesn't always like being called that, but that is his job as Solicitor General in Public Safety. So I think that's what it's about. Uh, my expectation, Jazz, is we're going to get restrictions that they should have announced a week ago. You know, geez, it was only a week ago that the briefing, the theme of the briefing was, hey, we're watching this Omicron thing. Hey, you should be rethinking your plans. And then we discovered that the government wasn't rethinking its plans. They were just saying, be more careful. And we're watching. So I, as I said, we did get some restrictions on Friday. I think we're going to get more today. But... uh, Look what's going on elsewhere. Um, I think they should have acted sooner. So tell me, you know, the government uh, did get praise in the early stages of of dealing with pandemic. Society worked together uh, as much as possible. What's happened in the last two weeks or eight months with this government and its response? Have they just been resting on their laurels? What has happened in regards to, uh, you know, being quite proactive in dealing with this pandemic? What are they doing wrong? Well, Dr. Henry herself says that the we got lucky in British Columbia in the first wave. Uh, one of the reasons that Quebec had a much worse record than we did in British Columbia was because their spring break was earlier than ours, and a bunch of Quebecers went south and brought back COVID-19. Our spring break was later. Uh, we shut the schools down and acted sooner. But again, as I say, you go back to the transcripts, Dr. Bonnie Henry said, you know, we were lucky too. So I think that's that. I think for the second and third and fourth waves, we were slow to react um, in the fourth wave, not as slow to react as some other places, Alberta, for instance. Mm -hmm. But there was a delay. Uh, This time, I find it hard to figure out. Um, one of the things that I'd like to hear them address today is just this issue that we've all heard about. Why are the vaccination clinics closing for two weeks? Yes, staff holidays. I, I understand all that. The re- that's the reason. But, you know, I think this was a time when, yeah, pay over time to keep them open so that people can get vaccinated. I think that would make more sense. I see an announcement out of the city of Toronto this morning that Toronto will have vaccine clinics open on Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and Monday the 27th. I think that's a better response. Um, uh, We've already talked about it this week, Jazz. Mm -hmm. I think they need to say more about I really think they need to change their schedule for rolling out booster shots. Now, um, 
One of the other things, Vaughn, that you've yeah. touched on, I'm just curious, yeah, what, do you, what do you expect them to touch on in regards to booster shots and rapid testing? Because I think Ontario yesterday had 120,000 people sign up in the morning with, the, with their portal, and the number they were saying they were, by evening were expecting close to 200,000 people signing up for booster shots. Uh, can we expect greater movement on booster shots and rapid testing today? Well, I hope so, Jess, because, you know, we talked about the people that are fed up and aren't going along. But the, also, the other thing we're seeing is, is people lining up for, for tests, long wait times for tests, people saying, I want to get back a booster shot and I can't get it. I mean, British Columbia, and this is an area where the government has done well here, they've created a mood for Getting yourself vaccinated, getting your second dose, getting your booster, they've created all that here. We have some of the best results in the country. And my sense out, out there from, from the feedback I'm getting, Jazz, is British Columbians are just waiting to get those booster shots. That's what they want. And I think in terms of showing the public that the government is flexible and aware that Omicron is a much greater threat, um, Stepping up the vaccination schedule for booster shots would make sense. I know that Adrian Dix has said that we just don't have enough rapid tests that even if we distributed them, we really couldn't address the demand. Okay, well, we'll leave that issue for the public inquiry. Although Dr. Henry did say last week that, you know, we may take some of the tests we have and repurpose them for rapid testing. So, yeah, there are people out there who say I've had it and I'm not doing anything more, but my sense is there's an awful lot of British Columbians out there that are just waiting to climb on the bandwagon again and get it done if the government would only open the clinics, yeah. uh, provide the booster shots, and give people a chance to do it. You, you and I talked about a little bit about this yesterday, and I think it highlights the point. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying there is science, yeah. but there's public sentiment as well. Read the room here, folks, uh, and start moving on this, and I think yeah. that's a sense of it. That, that's a good point, Jazz, because, you know, one of Dr. Henry's lines, again, is, is, you know, she kept the schools open with some risk because she thought it was very important for the mental health and the education of the mm-hmm. children. Right. Um, She kept chunks of the economy open where other places locked it down because she thought it was important. So she's always been about a balancing act. Well, in this case, I think you're right. I think the balancing act that would be good is to say to the public, look, we're going to try to get ahead of the curve on these booster shots. We're going to make them available. It won't do any harm, Mm -hmm. and we're going to make them available because we know you're waiting out there for them, and you're following the rules, and you need reassurance. Yeah. Vaughn, thank you so much for your time today. Bye-bye, Jeff.